The way I always remember this is that fucking photo, she's got the same Ikea plate that I have. She's got not. more coke on her. <laughs> That's the uh, snorting line. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Jamie. All right. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Community Notice Board, a podcast about suburbs we grew up in, local landmarks, hometown heroes, and coming-of-age tales. We've got a very special guest today. Did you like hearing that? Oh, it's so beautiful <laughs> to hear it. Natural <laughs> habitat. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. It's did a bit more. the magic happened. Oh, no. It's like a... Dylan going electric, but good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I came alive, and uh, we've got a very special guest, very funny comedian from Melbourne, Tim Clark. Thank you so much, yes. boys. Thank oh. you for having me. I'm a of listener course. of the show. That's great. Uh, it's great to be here. I'm taking I'm taking the cans Heads off right away. Save your feedback for the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, is, uh, yes, I'm from I'm up from Melbourne for the week. Thank you so much for having me. What 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 makes this in terms of Victorian towns? Mm. I know you've had a Chuka in the past, a I think. A Chuka, we had another East Malvern. That's right, yes. We've had East yeah. St. Kilda, is it? No. Uh, East St. Kilda as Schaefer, well. Schaefer, right? Yep. Yeah, Schaefer. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bonnie had... Tangy was from a small co- country town in Victoria, right? Yep, and we had Jules on, who also did Burwood. the town of Melbourne. Burwood. Burwood. I think this that is might what be I'm it. here for, the <laughs> admin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't is... want the riffs. I yeah. want the record keeping and the yeah. bookkeeping. Yeah. That's you just want to quiz us about past episodes. <laughs> I think well, we can do that. I think this is our first northern suburbs. It is, suburb, yeah. Right, everything down there, East St. Kilda Burwood of Melbourne is, what do you call that? Southeast, southeast, southeast yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. They're all within a stone's throw. But this, you are from Pasco, Pasco Vale, Pasco the Vale. inner north, God's country. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. little slice of feeling all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which, by the way, you're claiming God's country. Anyone can do that. I feel like every town, like this is God's country. Yeah. 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 Well, God created everything. So <laughs> yeah. All countries That's are God's country. <laughs> yeah, Pasco Vale. It's where I grew up and uh, and lived for the most part of the first 21 years of my life. Mm. Love yeah. that. So and what's it's, it's across. Like, because it's Sydney Road, right? The Sydney Road, yeah. And yep. then is it Pasco Vale there and then Coburg or Coburg North sort of there? Like, That's right, yeah, yeah. This so is great for the pod. This is great for the pod. There and then they're there. And then if you go there, there's another I, place. Yeah, Drew is d- d- uh, articulating very wildly across the room. <laughs> <laughs> in case you can't, uh, in case you're not on the right. video, I, where are my faces being entirely blocked by, by, the, uh, by the mics? There um, you go. Yeah, yeah so it's, it's in the... It's a. Would you like some? <laughs> uh, so we got some Pasco Vale. Um, if you think of that in the centre, then uh, Coburg is to the east of it. Yep. Um, you've got Faulkner up above, Strathmore's around there. I'm just saying terms. I could just be making s- things yeah. up. Yeah. Well, I say that because I remember going to. It was a comedy festival 2015 or 2016, and I was in charge of booking the Airbnb mm-hmm. for me and, and some mates. And I was just looking on Google Maps, and I did that thing where like, I saw Coburg North. And I was so far zoomed out, I was like, that's walkable. And bo- got an Airbnb. It's not walkable. It's not walkable it's not even, at all. It's barely trammable. Like, you've got to get on a fucking train yeah. to get it in there. The walk to the tram is a lot. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just a bit of the tram, actually. <laughs> yeah. a, it was a fucking nightmare just uh, catching the. Like, that's the worst of booking Airbnbs. I you know. Yeah. You just want to be able to blame someone else, but everyone's just. And I got stuck you. in some kid's room, like a <laughs> tiny <laughs> kid. <laughs> the bed was still too big. <laughs> 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 not for <laughs> 
Oh, I was like, and you wouldn't believe it's a race car. <laughs> Drew Bensley in a race car bed getting his third license. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. It's a deep cut, baby. That's oh. right, baby. I listen. <laughs> very good, very, very good. So tell us, yeah, what's what's Pasco like as a spot? Do you call it Pasco? I'm going in for the nickname. Uh, Paco. Paco. Paco, the old 3044. Love that. Um, it was a nice, quiet little suburb. Nothing too crazy about it. No... Uh, I asked like my family any crazy stories. They didn't really have anything. It's nice, <laughs> nice suburban town. It's getting a lot more gentrified at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Yep. they all. Uh, you know, almost immediately after I'd moved out, you know, a lot more cafes. They're like, all right, now it's time to move in. You know, exactly. Clarky's out of there. You know. <laughs> the undesirables have moved out. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a beautiful place to grow up. A lot of nice parks around there. I went to primary school there. Went to high school quite close. Um, it was a split campus high school, so we also went to high school in North Melbourne, which I, I mentioned to Jamie when we were talking about Paco. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I did see that it's a bit of – controversy right now because in the city of Moreland mm. which is like the council yep, I yep, guess yep. right and there's a bit of a stir because they figured out that Moreland was named after uh, this guy's you know back in the 1800s his dad's uh, uh, sugarcane plantation in Jamaica and they figured out literally only last year that oh that would probably have been like a slavery plantation <laughs> and yeah. so it's effectively named after a slavery plantation mm. in Moreland, Jamaica. Yeah. Moreland is, is quite a big, uh, I think it also encompasses Brunswick where yeah. I used to live as well. Uh, and yeah, there's a lot of talk at the moment about changing the name. I think they're, uh, I can't call, recall the names off the top of my head, but I think they're going to a vote later yeah, this year about three new uh, options. So it's not, they're going to change it. It's not clear what it is yet. So it's but set in stone, they're changing, changing it. Changing it. But there's just a lot of, you know, most of the people are for it. Some people are angry because they're like, we should pick the name and stuff. But a couple of people are against it. And I just yeah. saw Alan's comment on Facebook. <laughs> Just because my name may be uh, Osama doesn't make me a terrorist, or Adolf does not make me a person who committed genocide. Being known as Moreland does not make our community slave traders. And may so I just <laughs> point out, Alan, statistically speaking, <laughs> if your name is Adolf, much higher chance of committing genocide. And also, if you lived in Adolf Hitlerville, I feel like you might want to change the name of the town. <laughs> Should we change from the Hitler Hills? <laughs> you know, Broadmeadows too? PC culture gone mad. <laughs> Can't even live on Hitler with a God Street anymore. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's all happening right now in that area. But other than that, you think have uh, they narrowed down the the options for the vote? Yeah, they had they had some uh, narrow. They have it. They the council suggested some, and people were like, "We should be able to come up with our own name." And that, I think it's a little up in the air, but I think they're definitely going to change it. Okay. So. Yeah. It was only I, yeah. last year that they said, "Hold on, let's." Look into this and like maybe we shouldn't fucking have this name. Just like I blew some dust off of the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy did some pretty bad shit. Yeah. <laughs> you are, uh, but prohibition has been here for two hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> I did see uh, very quickly as well. There was a bit of a another news story in Pascavales. A pipe bomb was found in someone's front door. Talking about undesirables. So. Catherine Ellard. You know. Sorry for listeners. There was no change in Alex White's expression <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> Talk about undesirable. <laughs> Where was it? In someone's, just on someone's on front On someone's door? front step, Catherine Ellard opened the door and the father, Gary, said the pipe bomb was, the pipe bomb was big enough to have done some damage. That's <laughs> <laughs> huge. So Gary's throwing it out there and uh, so Catherine said, I only see things like that on television. I just thought, maybe that's a pipe bomb, but I haven't had experience with those sorts of things. So she's 
feel like she's stepping away. I feel like she thinks everyone is accusing her of making this pipe <laughs> yeah, bomb, you know. Yeah. I mean, better the pipe bomb there than a little slip saying, we tried to reach you, but you weren't. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. you got to go pick the pipe bomb up from the <laughs> fucking post office. Yeah, yeah. Got to bring ID. <laughs> <laughs> I swear it's mine. I have, I've updated my address. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, they found out that they, they said it must have been a mistake. Uh, you know, we got nothing to do <laughs> with this. I fucking hope so. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the, they basically eventually uh, charged Peter Carbone, uh, 42, a neighbour, and apparently he uh, made the pipe bomb as a targeted uh, tactic to scare the residents, get beha- uh, revenge on behalf of his partner. His partner got in an argument with him about the fence or something like that. So he made a fucking pipe bomb, Jesus left Christ. it on their front step. Um, he uh, he's basically was released awaiting trial on condition he's barred from shopping at Bunnings. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a fucking fate worse than death, yeah. if you ask me. Net and positive for Mitre 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Home hardware, what about? <laughs> um, and told not to look up how to make explosives online. <laughs> and uh, the judge said, I would be quite surprised and disappointed if you did so uh so peter there you go uh is under a lot of it judges is that like the judges rule they're going with the disappointment rule yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah i'll be exactly. pretty upset <laughs> nothing yeah. will happen you're not gonna jail i'm just disappointed <laughs> <laughs> it always hurts so much worse you know? <laughs> yeah, just, so. just send me to jail man <laughs> so, when was that man uh oh i don't have the year but i think it was oh it was like 2021 or Around that, not not that long ago. Okay. So very right, very right. recent. But um, that is that the sort of thing that in the town would cause us. Like if you were still there, then it would be a big. Like, is it such a sleepy little suburb that that's pretty unheard? Of? Well, I, I this is the first time I'd heard of it. Mm. Um, obviously, I've moved out of Pasco Vale. I asked my family group chat, you know, before I came here. Hey, I'm doing some podcasts with friends. <laughs> uh, for any stories about Pasco Vale, they said you don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're moving back. Uh, they didn't bring it up. No, but um, are they all, still there? They're still there. My okay. parents are still there. My brother, my little brother, lives with them as well. My other siblings have moved out, uh, and yeah, they're in there. It was the house that my father grew up in in the sixties and seventies as well. Right. So, yeah. Oh, so right. he hasn't left. He loved. He's there for the long haul. He loves it. Yeah. Well, we spent a couple of years in Perth, but that was just because uh, you know. The family job got ro- relocated over there, and mm. then we came back, and yeah, it's for the same house that he. I've never. I would never. I don't know. Would you guys ever consider living full time? Living full time, <laughs> yeah, as opposed to part time living, which you're doing right now in like the home you grew up in. Sorry oh. to steal your final question. Of this podcast. No, no. I mean, it depends. Like, if you'd say one. not the suburb, but let's just say the house, right? Like, is that where you? Yeah, you the know, exact yeah. house. Exact oh, house. Yeah, I didn't mind our house. Our house was quite weird. We had like a very steep like thing and dad wanted a pool so bad and there wasn't enough room in the backyard to put a in-ground pool so we have an above-ground pool and that just you know like it, it's got like this plastic line i don't know if you guys have ever had an above-ground pool mm-hmm. and it would just tear the dog would get in it scratch it tear leak ever dad would be in there every day band-aiding it off <laughs> and then eventually he packed the shits and like created this ridiculous like f- we had a effectively an above-ground uh in-ground pool in our front yard like because we're on a big steep hill, he built this huge thing out, and it was like as you drive up, you just see this massive pool, and you drive up behind the pool. So it was like quite a re- weird sort of house, but it was great, like great growing up there, big pool and everything like that. Okay. Sleepy mm-hmm. part of back down to the bush, yeah, possums yeah. yelling at you all the time. Yeah, 
I would absolutely, my house in Holland, I would move back there in a second if it became available. I'll go right now. <laughs> I'll leave the podcast right now. <laughs> Enjoy. Come on. Come on. Enjoy your new co-host, Andrew Hastings. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Hey, you know what? Now I'm on board. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting an Interpol notice on Jamie. I'm getting a red flag on him. <laughs> the real hierarchy of the podcast changes. <laughs> uh, puts a lot of pressure on us, and that's our injured reserve list. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, none of you boys get sick. Uh, Somewhere Hastings' ears are burning. Because <laughs> he put the joint in the wrong hole. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, oh, love no. you, Hastings. It's fine, it's fine. My head's on fire. What about you, Drew? I think I would if it was the first house that I lived in because it was just, it was kind of nice. I didn't stay there for long, but it had like a backyard, like a decent-sized backyard, decent-sized front yard. Nice place, good part of Queen Bien. You can walk mm-hmm. into town. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, the, the sights and sounds of Pasco Vale. Right? <laughs> <laughs> true sign of not much happening there when we're talking about childhood homes. Yeah, we got some more I found, I found something very okay. silly uh, from Pasco Vale from about two years ago. And the headline is, Four Smurfs Arrested <laughs> Over Assault. And then she said... <laughs> I like that the person at the age obviously got a little license to have a bit of fun with this because it says, the boys in blue have caught up with four blue men. <laughs> oh, yes. All of whom were addressed was all of whom were addressed as Smurfs who have been arrested over an assault at a Melbourne store. A 37-year-old Pasco Vale man was buying cigarettes at a convenience store when he was approached by a man painted blue and dressed as a character from the 1980s cartoon show. The Smurf asked for a cigarette and was offered one, but he demanded the man light the cigarette before handing it over. The man refused to light the guy's cigarette and was beat up because of it. <laughs> Jesus oh Christ. The group in fancy dress appeared to be trying to jumpstart a white VS Commodore and had asked for help from a woman at a nearby car park before they met the Pasco Vale man. On Tuesday, police called for the smoking Smurf and three Smurf mates to come forward over the assault. Police said they believed the Smurfs might have vital information. <laughs> Four men handed themselves into the police after the appeal. Two 19-year-old Broadmeadows men and nine year old Greenvale man and a 18 year old Jakarta man were arrested, interviewed and released. They are expected to be charged on summons with assault related off offences police said. The original Smurfs were lovable characters. (laughs) 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 And this is the last line of the uh, entire article. And did not drive Commodores. <laughs> they were more of a. They were more Ford Falcon guys. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the Smurf Mobile. <laughs> That's insane. I mean, so not surprising. Pascal does have a pretty high uh, Smurf population. <laughs> yeah. So they're dressed in blue. What well, they must have been must on be a bender a or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are there. Like there is a photo, and they are clearly like Smurfs. Like they have <laughs> right. like the little white pants on. <laughs> they're this big. Well, yeah. <laughs> they're six inches tall. It'd be crazy if they were going as the blue man group and like, no it was a group costume they didn't get it that's probably why they sold it something like oh blue man group he's like I'm a fucking smurf now I'm gonna smurf your ass they start beating on him like a drum the guy's like you can see how this would be confused it'd be great if the guy was just completely unrelated there buying cigarettes dressed as Gargamel yeah oh man I got a famous resident of Pascavale Timothy Clark. thank you boys much appreciated one <laughs> member of Chimp Cop. Mm. That's it. That's it. Um, no, I did uh, Google Tim Pascaval. Nothing came up. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> said, did you mean Tim Hewitt? <laughs> yeah, possibly. He gets around. He yeah. could have done a gig there. 
Um, was, is there any? Was there ever been a gig there in Pascavale? No, nothing. My dad always is trying to get me to start one at the Strathmore Bowls Club, which is a neighbouring. I well, I will never do it. I'm not <laughs> going to do it. I don't like running gigs. Yeah, we're not going to get people out into the inner north suburbs. It's going to be a terrible space for a gig. And, and I'm sorry, this is probably going to be the only podcast my dad listens to. This <laughs> is all about the 3044. Sorry, Dad, I don't want to do it. Oh, Man, no. a bowling club gig is always a fucking nightmare. Oh, Pushed by your dad. And your dad goes down there and just fucking bombing. Like, it's because it's terrible. It's outside. And you just, the shake of his head would be so hard to watch. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I was doing it there, you don't want your fucking whole family coming along. But I do Although, have if, uh, instead of getting the light, I would love a, like a little bowl being rolled <laughs> down the aisle in the middle. <laughs> all right, I'll finish on this. Yeah, I'll finish on this. I've got four seconds. But uh, this guy, uh, Diamond Joe Hashem. Do you guys remember Diamond Joe? No. No. I mean, no. Diamond Joe Hashem. But it sounds like a name I should know. The guy, the Aussie who won the World Series of Poker in 2006, won $7.5 million at the World Series of Poker in America. No. Remember, it became oh. big famous. He blew. He was. He started the Australian poker craze. So he, Joe, Diamond Joe, he was a chiropractor for 13 years, and then he had a medical condition in his hands, and he couldn't work as a chiropractor anymore. So he started a mortgage broke, uh, brokership in Pasco Vale, hated it. So he started playing poker at, on the side at Crown Casino and then on a whim went to the USA, entered the World Series of Poker, $10,000 buy-in, so he had to throw ten grand on the table. He outlasted a field of 5,600 people, won all the way to the final table. This is all over, you know, uh, broadcast on TV in America and he won, seven, he won uh, $10 million. Holy Ooh. fuck. Yeah, and uh, which helped kickstart the Aussie poker boom. So there you go. I'm more so of a he, Diamond Joe Antar fan myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So he uh, he went on, but there's the thing. He, uh, he got in a bit of trouble. Well, he went on TV, and his wife was very proud of him. Said he's a professional poker player and everything, and ex- so excited. Then the ATO got a hold of him and said, "Well, if that's the case, you got to pay tax on that." Ah, uh, in which case I'd be like, "No, I'm an amateur one." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. He had I'm to, open mic. Yeah, yeah. So he got charged. Exactly. He, he got uh, they were they were after him for four and a half million of the ten million. And he had to hire a tax specialist to go in front of the ATO to basically claim he was a complete open micer. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't know what he was doing. It was a complete fluke. And he's still a mortgage broker in Pascaval. That's what he does. And Fuck. they went in his favor. And they basically made a ruling, and a private ruling on this guy. So if you guys ever win $10 million at the joke-off competition, <laughs> you, you cannot claim that you're a professional. Fuck, I should have stuck around till Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't win the money, but I did get the audience belt, and I did get to touch the wrestling belt. <laughs> for. But there you go. And uh, so Joey Hashem was inducted in the Australian Poker Hall of Fame in 2009 with legend status. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, they don't throw that out to anybody. Well, that's yeah, what you're well, He's probably like, can you take the legend out? I'm trying to get it by the tax on yeah. 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 Like, say, say With Luke, loser Luke status. Luke artist. Luke <laughs> 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 you guys any good at poker? No, no awful. Yeah. yeah. Did you, but that, I, I, when that happened, that was like a huge thing for my friendship circle. We were like, this is, let's we're, let's be good at poker. Yeah. I, re- I, I remember that. Yeah. 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 That was my definitely big news. In. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's made losers yeah. from Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> made us around the you know, and reader. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a big thing. It was mm-hmm. a huge craze oh, for, for a while. Around the end of the 2000s, like, on poker night at any pub in like multiple pubs in Queanbeyan, and it would be fucking packed. Like you couldn't move in there. We we used to go down to one at the Cardiff RSL, and it was like free entry, and the winner would get a hundred bucks or something. But it was you know definitely more for the spirit of the game, mm. you know. Um, but this this guy who was like. 
fully in a wheelchair couldn't move like um, and, uh, would win <laughs> every fully time. in a wheelchair yeah, you know, like he couldn't move at all he could talk but he couldn't like someone would have to do the cards for him and he'd um, win every time he would destroy everybody <laughs> and uh, he would just sit there and just I don't know if he had, I don't know if he was a genius I don't know if it was just he played it all the time but it was very, it was Stephen Hawking it was Stephen Hawking it was yeah, a different way to spend your you know Genius. Yeah. It's just winning at the local RSL, but he would win. It every is funny when you like you do have amateur poker night, and it's just like a bunch of fucking you know blokes who want a night away from the misses essentially. But then someone will rock up and just wear sunnies indoors the whole time and try to be like yeah, the yeah, pro, yeah, you know, yeah, he's got yeah, the hat yeah. pulled over his eyes. Try to be like yeah, the the, the Joey Hashams or whatever they My are. My simpleton friend Davis got addicted to online poker when we were living together so much so that I had to lock him out of it physically, and then he borrowed my laptop to start doing it as well. Like he was playing like. He would start playing at like 11 and finish at like four in the morning. And I'd find him like curled up on the couch. Betting money? Yeah, yeah. Losing money. money? Yeah, losing money. <laughs> what the fuck? Holy Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's losing a bit of like, because at first it, it's like the pokies when you turn yeah. 18. <laughs> because like you, you hear the feature, you pull it out and you're like, Fuck, I could go full time in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mum, like, Dad, sit down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dropping like, out of uni. I'm getting inducted into the Australian Pokies Hall of Fame. But for the ATL, I'm an open mic Pokie. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, and then like two weeks later, you're like, hold on, why am I not getting the feature? That was like him with online poker. Like at first, he was like, you know, I can beat these clowns. And like won like 50 bucks. And then he was like, yeah, I'm 500 bucks in the hole oh, here. Oh, no. Fucking hell. Mate, what'd you call him? My doofus friend. Simpleton friend. Simpleton Dave. friend. Saw yeah. him last night. Love him. Great yeah. guy. That's what happens with Simpleton Friends, you know? Yeah, they listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. So what, any mischief, Timmy? Pascaval, get up to any mischief growing up? No, like, no. I was thinking about it on the way here. It was a very, uh, was a very kind, well-behaved boy. Yeah. Never got in trouble. Nothing imagine. bad. Yeah. No. Just doing bits at home. Just riffing. doing riffs. Yeah. yeah. No one Into liked him. spoon in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. mom, what's going on? It's bag bowl. You Getting know? no laughs. You know, <laughs> continue that into my 20s and 30s. Yeah. Nothing, you know, I, I would hang out with friends. Like, I would hang out with friends, but it would mostly be at their houses outside of Pascal. Like, we'd never have people over to my house. Mm. We'd always go there or meet up with people. Because I went to high school. It was a split campus high school. So, mostly, it was like year 10, 11, or 12. It was in North Melbourne. Uh, St. Joseph's, great school. It's now closed. Uh, so, we can say whatever we want about them. Oh. Uh, and then, that was in North Melbourne. So, we could just easily walk into the CBD after school. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, he did point out something pretty funny in the chat in advance to me when about his high school. He's like, so, when you look at the Wikipedia um contents for my high school it says like 1960s 1970s 80s 90s 2000s dark days <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like and then i was like dark days this will be good and uh, it's pretty dark we shouldn't talk about it. Oh. <laughs> although i did ask my family group chat and i i mentioned that i i sent that to you and then before i could send the photo my mom goes oh you mean that school with all the pedos? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. I think you should have done your research before sending two of your boys there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my school ratings back then, I suppose, you know, the, the pedos. Oh, what's your pedo ratio in this school? The teacher to pedo. Uh, if it's above zero, I'm having thoughts. I've only got a two for pedo, but the woodworking program is excellent. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, when you say dark days, you don't even really need to think about what the school drama is going to dark be. days in school you can yeah you can zero in on a couple of things and come to your own conclusions yeah. Yeah. hey st joe's was a great school i only know one person tried to kill themselves there you oh. know it was a great time <laughs> oh, no. good times great classic kids and was it was it 
just a was it a pe- was it one pedophile incident or was it like some <laughs> yeah, systemic? What are these dark pedophile? days? I think I think the the dark days referred to someone getting uh, it was like a two thousand like smack bang when I was there. Some priest got done for it, oh. but hey, I hadn't I didn't hear about it at the time. It was just the dark days referred to afterwards when they were yeah. Like, mm. no. And this was after the cl- the school had actually closed down because it closed down in twenty ten. Also, we can say anything about it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it just closed down. What? Like they got ahead of the <laughs> I scandal. Let me take a guess on this one. <laughs> <laughs> they sh- it was a Catholic school, so they shut down the high school and moved it into state. <laughs> <laughs> put it on a trailer, move it in there. brick by brick. <laughs> oh, but it was it was good. It was a gr- it was a good school. Yeah, we're making jokes about it, but yeah, Catholic school, uh, all boys. Uh-huh. I, I can't um, remember. You guys go to mixed, mixed gender yeah. schools. Mixed, yeah. uh, I wouldn't know. And you had was it a. And I don't know if they're all like this. It's how stupid I am. But you, was there a sister school where you had the girls and then, you know, you would go to yeah, a dance? Yeah, get the girls carted in for the dance. Yeah. Yes, yes. Seven to ten, it was St. Mercy's College in Coburg. Seven, 7 p.m. till 10 p.m. <laughs> 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 and then afterwards. And then afterwards. Oh, the, you don't want to know. <laughs> get the wild girls yeah. from the, the west. The saints are out. The devils are in. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was St. Aloysius, uh, yeah. which was in North Melbourne as well. Sounds that was right. 11 to 12. Aloysius. Yeah. And when you say split campus... Is it same thing where it's like split between year groups? Yeah, it so was like I was year seven to ten was in Pasco Vale. That was okay. that campus, and then eleven to twelve was a smaller campus in the Big Smoke. In the big in Big Smoke, North Melbourne. I've recorded podcasts with mates like literally opposite my, where I went to high school like a couple of months ago. Yeah, it's like right. well, well, well. Oh, wow. Look at where I'm at now. <laughs> twelve years later. Recording an episode of a Simpsons podcast with my mates <laughs> opposite the school. Yeah. Yeah. Who's ducks ago. of religious education now? <laughs> yeah. Just doing quotes from Simpsons ten years ago on that side of the fence. And then <laughs> yeah. Nothing's changed. Uh, so the school dance. Did you you went to all boys? No, no, I went to mix. Oh, okay. I just didn't. You remember the bring the girls in from the? Oh no, we we had one uh, like when I was at school in Holland, they carted like a French school in. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) international. (laughs) We're bringing the girls across the border. We needed some more more exotic girls, (laughs) but it was like a sister school thing, and they brought girls in, and then like I think we would have been in year year six, so it was like very exciting that like girls were coming in like from a completely different country, even Mm -hmm. though like our school was like just full of people from a ton of different countries, but like French girls, ooh la la. Yeah. I yeah. think this is the plot of a Harry Potter book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's funny Durham because Strong. like I, yeah, I did realize I was a wizard that year. The scar on my head was hurting a bit. And then all these years later, you read I have a, a book lot of opinions about trans people. <laughs> that's, that's Jamie's way of uh, saying he read the game and just started doing <laughs> car tricks to girls. <laughs> I showed up in my biggest, fuzziest hat to that dance. Is this un card? But yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I didn't Didn't ever talk to any women I did, no, I had a nice dance with a French lady And everyone laughed while I was doing it Because I kept stepping on her toes Because (laughs) I never danced with a woman before (laughs) They're like, Jamie, stop skanking (laughs) It's a waltz I kept kept trying to put real big fish on (laughs) Oh, that's very, very funny all right, I got you got something, James. Right? Did you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, but it's a bit. Oh uh, no, I got another thing. There was a. I, I don't know if you guys know who this person is. Her name is Nadia Bartel. 
She's a she was the ex-wife of an AFL star called Jimmy Bartel, mm. and she oh. she got in a little trouble uh, in the last two years because a video of her snorting white powder at Uh-oh. an illegal gathering in Melbourne's lockdown went viral on oh, Instagram. I remember this. I remember this because yeah. the photo. The way I always remember this is that fucking photo. She's got the same IKEA plate that I have. She's got more coke on her. <laughs> That's the uh, snorting. Uh, Apologies to your people, uh, people who do cocaine. (laughs) Yeah, we love it. Uh, It says uh, it was pointed out that the gathering in question may have taken place in celebration of Nadia finalizing her divorce from AFL star Jimmy Bartel following five years of marriage. It's certainly not unusual for people to celebrate the end of their marriage, yet Nadia copped backlash due to the fact she broke Melbourne's strict lockdown and was filmed snorting white powder off a $1.50 Kmart plate. Oh, Oh. Drew, I thought that was fucking... Drew's trying to sell us his IKEA shop. It bullshit. is Ikea. Yeah. Nah. Came out of ripping off Ikea yeah. and I'm sick well, to death of it. This is, You're showing your uh, Sydney normative mindset here. The cost of a bag back home, you got to cheap out on the mirror. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. Um, so it said, uh, but Bartel issued a public apology a day after the video was accidentally uploaded to Instagram by a friend, Ellie Pearson. <laughs> the footage was published for about 10 minutes before being deleted and she said, hi everyone, I've let you all down by my actions. I take full responsibility and I'm committed to taking all necessary steps to ensure I make better choices in the future. It's it's so weird that people come down on people for this because it's like, man, like any number of people in their 30s in the inner, like northern, southern, western, eastern suburbs of Melbourne, they're probably doing rack at parties. Yeah. Yeah. But like you get... I mean, not breaking lockdown. People have just got to stop filming each other. No, I mean, it's stupid, but like she's not even... The wife of a AFL, you can say the AFL players shouldn't be doing it because it sets a bad example for kids, right? Who play, but she's divorcing this yeah, guy, yeah. right? Like she should just be a normal fucking person. Yeah, she's not. Like, celebratory line. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Let the people do their rack, you know. Like, but it says uh, the Daily Mail Australia understands the video was posted to Instagram by this Ellie woman entirely by mistake, but that another member of Nadia's social group quickly downloaded it and then sent the footage to the media wow. in an attempt to destroy her. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little extreme. Who yeah. do I want to invite to my divorce party? Oh, definitely someone who wants to destroy <laughs> me. <laughs> Better break out the cocaine. Uh, this is why I only do cocaine at Dave Chappelle concerts, so yeah. no one can film me. <laughs> you put it in one of those special bags. Yeah, yeah. I've got my own special bag, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, they are. Uh... Sorry, Mum and Dad, if you're listening, I've never done drugs. <laughs> Saving that for marriage. <laughs> and divorce. It's going to be a big nut. <laughs> um, but yeah, Drew they just were... gifts you at the wedding a dollar. 50 came up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> only the best. <laughs> yeah, the registry is all just came up. Like, I've written <laughs> Ikea in text on the back. <laughs> That's genuine. That's Ikea. And so she was, uh, she's from Pascavale or was it well, in Pascavale? I think it's, uh, one of the women was from Pascavale and the gathering was a destroyer. Ah, yeah. yeah. The, okay. They breed destroyers there yeah, in Pascavale. Yeah, so should have just put a fucking pipe bomb. <laughs> That's a different yeah. one. Yeah. But yeah, that was uh, apparently a. Uh, a revenge campaign against mm. Nadia Bartel to show her snorting. I'd rack. love to get the side of the story of the, you know, the destroyer. You know, why is she destroying? Yeah, it seems Bartel? unusual to have a close 
like Tim said, a close group friend party. Breaking lockdown mm. as well. Being yeah, like, I'm not inviting yeah. an enemy over to my breaking yeah, lockdown exactly. party. Like, oh, on, yeah, are you an enemy? Yeah. <laughs> we can only have six people at the party. So I want to invite Drew, Alex, Tim, that guy who keeps rubbing his fingers <laughs> together and saying, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a good bloke. After you finished um, tying your wife to the train tracks, you want to come over and have a couple of lights? And then he twirled his mustache <laughs> theatrically and said, yeah. <laughs> and so was it? what was the COVID thing? So it was a. Uh, it was during one of uh, Melbourne's infamous lockdowns. Oh, oh, the yeah. never ending lockdown. So it was that one that, oh, yep. that Melbourne's so fond of. Lockdowns. Thanks, Jeff Kennett. <laughs> <laughs> but was, was the outrage because the Coke or the, because they did a party during lockdown? It was both. A bit of both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it was like, uh, it was the H. It was like, they're breaking uh, COVID lockdown laws, but they're also just like coded. She's doing drugs. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you can't accuse them. Mm. Yeah, right. That's why the white powder thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. A couple of people or... outraged about the crockery price. Drew's <laughs> <laughs> version just been like, it was seemingly a Kmart plate. <laughs> but click here for the full story. <laughs> um, I found a few, uh, well, a little bit of like Melbourne gangland stuff there. There's Not- a lot of gangland stuff uh, mm. in Pascoe Vale, just because okay. it's uh, it's quite close to Essendon, where a lot of them um, were living at the time, and a lot of people were killed in Essendon, mm. uh, and it kind of spilled over into Pascoe Vale as well. You, right. Because that would have been when you were around, right? Like When was Melbourne gangland? Are you gangland? accusing like Tim 2009? of something? <laughs> where was I in 2007? You? you would have been in high school, right? Like around the main era of it? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. or late primary school. It maybe? was definitely, I think, I, well, I... I met Tony Mockbell during that time Ooh, as well. Well, I have something. He lived in Pascavale, apparently. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met him once because I was friends with his nephew oh. uh, in in high school, and he wow. was at a. I was at their house one time when they were having a party, and uh, I, I met him. I didn't know. You know, I was very very young at the time. I didn't know what he was involved with. What uh, that he would end up on the news one day. But yeah, yeah. Mm. So he was. Um, yeah, Mockbell was one of the guys who he wasn't killed, like but in, but he was involved in. A lot of it, and apparently lived in Pascaval, which was, yeah, like it wasn't the, it was adjacent to some of the more like um, gangsterous sort of suburbs. I don't know yep. what you call it, right? That's Pascaval for you. Adjacent yep. to entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> and he lived there to sort Not of. Not if this comedy venue at the Bowls Club. Yeah. <laughs> you on Brunswick? Too bad. Yeah. You got Pascaval, baby. That's it. So he lived in Pascaval to sort of keep a bit of a lower profile, but he sort of had, yeah, Brunswick Club and stuff like He got, he got, he was on trial for drug charges at one point. Um, and he, there was also a murder at the Brunswick Club Hotel on Sydney Road, which we're going to talk about Sydney Road in a minute, right? But mm-hmm. there was a Louis Moran. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. know if you guys have seen Underbelly. I said ages ago. Some the of these Moran names brothers, yeah. Ring, yeah. Ring, a, ring a bell. Louis Moran, was he Drasic? Yeah, that, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think so, yes. Yeah. Someone's Drasic for sure. Um, <laughs> dra- in a way, we're all Drasic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of the Drasic of the pod. <laughs> 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 The longest oh, bow ever drawn there. But, and um, I know that Drew is secretly fuming oh, that he was like, I'm actually the fucking Drasic. I'm going to show up next week with an eyebrow ring just to wind up the Drasic realms. Um, and so basically he was on trial for drug charges. He hears he's going to be charged with murder, like for putting out the hit on Lewis Moran. He gets a little, because all these lawyers were corrupt as well. Mm. All his lawyers were sort of corrupt in the system. So someone whispers him, they're going to like arrest you. So he, fl- he he flees, right? He runs away. And for this 
cracked me up, but he first hid for six months in Bonnie Doon. Which was like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, how's the serenity? Yeah, how's the serenity tone? He was there for six months of all the places to go. Um, but it gets sillier because he um, he then gets um, – he concocts this plan to get out of the country. He's like, i got to get out of here. They're going to get me. And also, you're pretty much showing your hand that you're guilty here, right? So he's, he's on the run. Um, he gets – he hires a bunch of Greek sailors who are recruited from Greece to, to um, sail into Fremantle. He gets two people to drive him from Bonnie Doon to Perth in like taking shifts in cars and stuff, okay. hidden away under the blankets and, you know, in the back or whatever. And uh, basically then gets set sail, hides under the deck. The Greek sailors like lie, say, no, there's no one here. He gets all the way to Greece um, through the you know Swiss Canal, it lands in Greece, and he's there for six months. He's really elaborate escape plan. He lands in Greece, and then um, about six months later, he's arrested in Athens in disguise with the worst wig of all time. Oh, oh. this is the wig photo, oh. absolutely. So he's just sitting in a Greek cafe with that wig on. That's him without it, and that's I mean. It. And I'd arrest him for the wig alone. <laughs> so Crimes he, against fashion. So he yeah. put all his that money. Tell him he's dreaming. <laughs> they're like, listen, listen, Tony, you've spent all your money on the escape. We don't have a lot left over for the wig portion <laughs> of the escape, and it it is the worst ill-fitting thing of all time. That's and, bad. Um, yeah, yeah so that he, thing was plastered all over the newspapers back in two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah. I can't remember exactly when it was. So they just all these um, stories about, but that was all it was about was this wig, and then they yeah they obviously extradited. Him, back. Is he brought him back and he's in jail. That's how he's still but, in jail. And I don't have any details on it because I, I, I didn't get into it, but he's one of those ones where the lawyer, his lawyer was that um, lawyer X. Oh, who, the chick who was... The chick oh, yeah. who, was, who was snitching on her own clients to the cops. Yes. And so he's um, basically, um, he has was charged with two things. The drugs, which he was under sentence, uh, he was awaiting trial for. And then he ran away from the murder trials. He got guilty for the drugs and the murder. He appealed the drugs charge based on the Lawyer X stuff, and they said, like, acquitted him of it. But he'd already served his time, and he was still in jail for murder, and they haven't done the murder thing yet. So they acquitted him of that because, you know, you can't ha- your lawyer can't be giving up. Mm. Not acquitted, yeah, yeah, yeah. retrial, right? It mm-hmm. needs a new trial, whatever. So he is very what I read is could be quite likely that he gets out because of the murder stuff again was that his lawyer was giving the police fucking yeah. hints and stuff. So he's yeah, imagine him in the courtroom up. just looking at the silks like, look at that wig. <laughs> <laughs> what is a nice rug. Hey, oh, and you said mine's unbelievable. <laughs> what are you <laughs> hiding <laughs> from, man? You know? It's always been so weird. Everyone talking about Tony McBell involved in, in all this uh, uh, crime stuff when like the only reference I had for so many years was like the guy who like interrupted me and his nephew trying to play computer games. At his house. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, 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 all right. I'm sure you're a big deal, but uh, we're playing Commander <laughs> over here. <laughs> okay, big wig, you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So at, even at the time, even like, you know, a year later, did you know he was some sort of gangster? Or was it only like w- like almost now that you look back? Like at the time you had no concept that he was a big deal. Oh, I think we're, uh, the, I mean, the wig gate was very big news in Melbourne at the time. So uh, that's when I kind of clued into it. Wow. And uh, I was still friends with his nephew at the time. Oh. Lovely guy. Shout out, Tony, if you're listening. That's his nephew's name as well. Um, very confusing. <laughs> Maybe Just because his name's Tony Mockwell <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't mean. Now that I realise it, we never saw each other in the same room. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I was being groomed by a man who could barely groom his own wig. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 
he had a blonde, long, weird haircut, actually. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, my, my yeah. parents glued me in on that a few wow. years later. I was very young when I... Yeah, so it's basically, yeah. you know, like a Sopranos episode where, like, Junior's friends all come over and, like, he's like, hey, you fucking play Mario Kart. And they're like, shut up, Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same thing. Exactly the same exactly thing. Exactly the same thing. Commander Keen. What a deep cut. Though. What a deep cut. Oh, yeah. I love Commander Great Kane. game. I, I, I had a feeling Kirky was going to like that one. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say Command Co- and Conquer. Yeah, also a great game. <laughs> also, yeah. You're not missing with any of these. Because, because I can't be like, they're all landing no, this is where I This is where I want to direct the podcast. <laughs> to, to go back to the Brunswick Club, I used to live uh, very nearby, and an ex of mine used to live really close by, so I would frequently walk past the Brunswick Club Hotel. If you're in Brunswick, it's a, it's a great... It's very, very funny because it is like the last non-gentrified place in Brunswick. It is a real old school pub, like big open bay windows where you can just see inside the oldest, fattest man in there yes. every Sunday afternoon sitting. I mean, we're going to be joining them at the pub <laughs> yeah, after this yeah. recording, I'm assuming. Uh, but the cheap, uh, very, very cheap drinks, like $4 pints in happy hour. It, is it? Is the front like like a circular kind of? Window? Like no, it, it's rectangular, but big, big windows. Um, yeah. Trying to think. And there's it, pokies up the back. It's a real old school kind yeah. of pub, and everything around it's you know becoming uh, apartment buildings or you know uh, rustic style pubs mm-hmm. or, or cafes and it's, anything like it that. It sounds like, and I don't know if you guys have it in Melbourne as much, but it sounds more like a leagues club or an RSL. Yeah. Do you guys have those, which are more like razzle dazzle, lights, cheap food, pokies? Then I wouldn't like. There wouldn't be a pub. We would call that a RSL or, or a leagues club. It, do you it's guys- probably more like a, a, an RSL, much yeah. like the Pascavale RSL, one right. of my first jobs. I did, oh. I did a deep dive on reviews for that oh, and couldn't perfect. find any good good enough for the pods. So. Really? <laughs> I'll put a lid on I've that. I've got a review for them. They uh, fired me when I aged out of being able to be paid less because <laughs> I was under 21. <laughs> How's that for a fucking review, yeah. Chris? Get out of wow. there, and, and was it how overt was it? Was it just like, oh, you're getting a bit older, right? Or was it like, we cannot pay you? It was like they got someone else much younger and then they my shifts you know, dried up and then... Also, I was very incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> I should point that. And they're like, he's 18, he's still doesn't know he's left from right. So yeah, yeah. That was it was a it was a good pub. It was a classic like working as first time working as a waiter and pulling beers and yeah. not being best at it. But uh yeah, and that's everything you've heard about chefs is correct. Yeah, they're very mean. Yeah. But oh. also, you know, if you put in the effort, they will sit you down and say, I've noticed a lot of uh, improvements with you. Good on you. Wow. <laughs> a very informative part of my life. What was your job? Was it just pouring beers or were you like helping out in the kitchen and stuff? Uh, being, yeah, waiter, um, wait staff, uh, pulling beers, cleaning up. Yeah. What was, what can the chef get mad at you about? Like, you're not everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a chef. They can get mad about everything. <laughs> but like, you, you didn't, know. but the, yeah, oh, I've never worked putting in, in uh, Yeah, putting in orders incorrectly oh, okay, or course, right. keep bringing yeah, stuff okay. back because people are complaining, you know. Yeah, but that's the chef. <laughs> the chef's got a fucking pube in it. And he's like, Tim, why are you bringing this? <laughs> but they ordered extra pubes. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be more chef. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> extra pube salad. <laughs> uh, 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 Waiter, there's a pube in my salad. <laughs> I ordered at least five. <laughs> uh, 
far. Um, I want to talk about something uh, in the neighbouring suburb of Coburg. It's called Pentridge We've Prison. I had a feeling that. Pentridge was going to come up. <laughs> Pentridge Prison. Yeah. Beautiful prison. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it closed in 1997, but mm-hmm. it was a... Uh, the dark days of yeah. Pentridge. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of dark things going the on. The priests there. just... Fl- <laughs> it's like, you know, you flush the rats out of there. They run yeah. in next door. <laughs> well, apparently the weak situation was getting untenable. Oh, so they closed no. it down. But it was, uh, it was established in 1851 because Old Melbourne Jail was getting too full up. So 10 kilometres away, they established uh, Pentridge Prison. And the first inmates, they built their own prison walls with local bluestone. <laughs> and for around 50 years, men and women were only known by their prison number, not their name. And they spent 23 hours of every day in solitary confinement. Holy shit. Um, there are stories of prisoners locked in cages, chained in, uh, chained in irons, fed just bread and water... Uh, and marched to cells wearing hoods with only slits for their eyes. So there's like complete almost sensory deprivation. And it said like archaic punishments continued like well into the 20th century. And also like it's famous because um, uh, the last woman to be hanged was at Pentridge. Uh, the last male to be hanged Progressive. also. Progressive. <laughs> yeah, and, and the woman was before the man. Oh, so very yeah, progressive. Oh, well, sisters are truly doing it for themselves. <laughs> <in Melbourne. laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> That's the intro clip. Oh, fuck. Uh, in 90- song called Camp Cove. We got the opener. <laughs> Show him, Kelly. Uh, in 1958, uh, a prisoner became the last um, prisoner to endure a cat of nine tails flogging. Oh, what year was that you say? In 1958. I didn't even. I thought like cat of nine tails kind of like died in the 1800s, but yeah, Yeah. and um, yeah, he he suffered. He's, yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, it's just a BDSM dungeon. <laughs> he suffered 12 lashes as punishment for trying to escape. And then by the early 1970s, prisoner... What are you doing, yeah. dude? Trying to get out of here? <laughs> We're going to have to whip you now. <laughs> by the early 1970s, prisoner rebellions were bringing attention to the conditions of life inside Pentridge. So basically some activist groups um, like... Um, Prisoners Action Committee and Women Against Prison. They kind of like organized protests and told people the like, original hey. WAP. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, we got a new intro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. God that was damn it, That was like, very good. Like, you, you like realize it. that the pub for now two weeks is gonna be like, what about my WAP <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, yeah. So they uh, what, what ass pussies that's a cat and on so <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is interesting, though. In 2014, there was some archaeological work in the prison grounds, and they discovered three rare panopticons, which is... Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Which, uh, if you've ever taken cultural not, not studies... Your old, not your you, common fucking yeah, panopticons. Yeah. You, <laughs> this ain't your granddaddy's panopticon. <laughs> you might have heard of panopticons. Roll out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a shiny one. It's a fucking shiny <laughs> <laughs> Also, we don't care what they are. Moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Come on, what is it? No, they are. They're, it's basically like a type of building it was designed by like an English philosopher called Jeremy Bentham yeah but and wasn't the, it designed as like a horrible thought experiment uh, well yeah but it was also used uh, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't know what this built is them. yeah because it's where you can't you can't be anywhere that you're not being seen. Yeah. <gasps> oh, the, the, one of those things. The concept is so that you can only have one guard on staff and who can see everything at all times. But basically, like, the concept of the design is to allow all prisoners of an institution to be observed by single security guards without the inmates being able to tell that they're being watched. So, like, obviously the security guard can't see everything, but the design of the prison is just so to kind of 
like the thought deters people from doing bad shit because they know they're always being watched. So it's like a one-way mirror, so like not obviously, but it's you, know, you can't see yeah. the guard, but he can potentially yes. see everyone. Because it's, mm. it's physically impossible for a single guard to observe all the inmates' cells at once. But the fact that the inmates can't know they are being watched means they're motivated to act as though they are being watched at all times. It's basically a design designed to regulate behavior, but while okay. only having one person on staff. And they, yeah, they found them because it hadn't been used in Australian prisons, I think, ever. Like, I thought it was a little less torturous than the cat of nine tails, though. You're acting <laughs> like it's some torture device. Oh, no, device. I'm being watched. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> I think the philosopher hole, ex- that, the experiment. The philosopher you know, what, hole. What, what if you're... <laughs> it was called the sorcerer hole. You, can't, <laughs> you <laughs> can't do anything without being what? Like, it was more existential than, like, this is... It wasn't a fucking architectural design that he was like, this is more efficiently... Uh, right. Mm. Prison. So it was more like, hey, what if was, you're... What if your life, you can't do anything without being observed by someone else? Right. Big brother style. Big brother shit. Yeah, okay. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And that is the prison. A lot yeah. of a lot of crook shit happened. Apparently, like, yeah, a lot of prisoner mm. abuse stuff. And then eventually it closed down in 1997. And now Fuck. I think there's... That's way later than I yeah, would have thought. Yeah, but now there's, like, a lot of talk about, like, people, like, building, like, wine cellars and stuff on it. And there's a kind of divide between people who are like, man, like... This place was, like, abusive and racist as hell. Like, maybe let's not put small bars on it just yet. Yeah. Well, uh, funny like you mention that. called Nine. <laughs> <laughs> funny you mention that. They've done a lot of gentrification around it. There's, like, a, a full-on shopping centre in there. Like, there's, they've kept the, the main building itself, but around it they've they've built, like, townhouses and stuff like that. Like, you know, I've had friends who lived in Pentridge Prison, Pentridge prison uh, over the past couple of years. They actually got a, a – they do, like, open-air cinemas there during the summer <laughs> oh, in, like, the, the old courtyard. It's lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's watching. almost certainly ghost tours there as well. Oh, well, I'm going to get into that. Yeah. Right. But, like, I just want to mention, me and my ex went to the open-air cinema a couple of years ago. We we saw Paddington 2. <laughs> <laughs> One of the best prison movies there is oh, in the natural goodness. habitat. Uh, I was... I, was talking to a guy at the at the at the bar there. Uh, I was ordering some drinks as you do, and uh, made a little joke, made a little quip. You might say, I said, uh, talk about a captive audience. Yeah. Yeah. And then the bartender goes, oh, sorry, I don't work here. And then he left the bar. I was just talking to someone who had snuck behind the bar. I don't know what he was oh, doing. I thought he, as soon as you said that, he quit. And yeah. He's yeah. like, I no longer work yeah. here. Yeah. After, the, so much after the, the 800th person who said that joke. Give me the cat of nine tails. <laughs> but we... Um, uh, I went on one of the, the ghost tours or just like the, the late night tour of Pentridge a couple of years ago. Uh, it was great. It was really, really cool. Um, very spooky, very cold. You get to see these uh, old, very barbaric cells. Um, I think also at some point Chopper was in there because they, yes. show, they show Chopper's cell. Oh, yeah, that rings oh also Pentridge. Ned Kelly was buried there. Ned Kelly, and so yes. They, uh, and then when later they moved him, but they moved him back to Pentridge as his final resting place. Mm. That was an interesting thing. <laughs> and Chopper said it was one of the most barbaric places he'd ever seen, Pentridge prison. I, I mean, yeah. is that the one at the start of Chopper, the movie? Is that I Pentridge? Haven't or seen is that I haven't seen it in ages. I think so. Dude, I that's think... even more egregious than not seeing two hands. Well, I only saw that like... Two months I know. Ago. And now you need to watch Chopper. Chopper. I'll watch Chopper. They talk about Pentridge. I don't know if it's he's at the start he's in Pentridge or they're transferring him to Pentridge. I can't remember. But yes, they definitely talk about the movie, and I th- I think that I think it is because they mentioned the movie and they mentioned Chopper being he's like one of the most famous. And like this is a very this is like a midnight tour to get as dark as possible. And there was some 
fucking cunt there who loved Chopper and loved talking about it and just pointing at things and being very, very loud. Mm. And um, there was a very, very um, somber moment where they were talking about Robert Ryan, the last person hanged in Australia, right? And they they took you to the gallows where he was hung and also the cell where he spent his final night. And then they got everyone in the tour to come in there. It was crammed. This is before COVID. They were crammed like shoulder to shoulder to show just how small the cell was. And, and the, you were like, wow, talk about a captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, let's, can we kill one other guy? <laughs> um, and then the, the tour guide was great. He was giving this um, you know, history of Robert Ryan and talking about his final days and everyone who was protesting outside the barbaric treatment of him and the, um, the execution of him in the 60s. And then they were talking about it and then um, – was like asking us to reflect on his final moments and talk about, um, you know, how barbaric it was in the sixties and thank God that we've got rid of that, uh, cruel treatment and the torture that was involved there. And he finished his, his speech about Robert Ryan and there's like a full great comedy beat. And then <laughs> you hear the chopper guy just yell out, nah, Bring back the rope, I reckon. <laughs> oh, come on, Chopper. Oh, chop, no, chop. your audience. Oh, man. What a f- oh, your no. beloved Chop Chop would have gone. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Oh. And, yeah. Is there anything worse than an aggressively pro, like a Chopper wannabe? There was a fucking dude I went to high school with and he was kind of a bit, he was a bit of a loser in high school. Didn't have too much to do with him. And then he went to jail afterwards and, um, we saw him out in uh, out in Civic, like out one night, and we're like, "Oh, Adam, how are you, man? What's been going on?" He's like, "I went to jail for like assault," and he was like, "Oh, mate, just fucking, you know, living the chopper red life, mate, just oh. fucking bashing people." And we're like, "You sucked." <laughs> That's just. I think so I've mentioned lame. this on the pod before, but I had a guy in my year who claimed to be Chopper Reed's nephew. <laughs> Even though, and his last name was Reed, but it was R E I D. So like he was <laughs> oh, like, he was like, yeah, Chopper's my uncle. And we're like, come on, man, the last name. Like, <laughs> no, we changed it to you know so people didn't <laughs> yeah. know. But, but I'm he was adamant. I was like, man, like we we can read. Like, we, <laughs> well, we know we the can difference. Read. Yeah, we can, yeah, we can chop. Read. We can identify <laughs> reads. <laughs> <laughs> That's. I mean, there was that famous one with the um, Ivan Malat's nephew. Was like doing that, like oh, I'm Ivan Malat's nephew, da da da, and then he was drawn, and then he dragged oh, the yeah. kid in the bush and killed the yeah, kid yeah, just to prove they're like, no, you're not. And he's like, here I am, bang, he killed someone, and so he's Psycho. in jail too. You know, it's a dangerous part. Really right. puts paid to old Alan's theory earlier from the pod, like you know, if your name is Adolf, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think Adolf's oh, nephew yeah. was like, oh, here he's kind of get him in here, Malat by name, Malat by nature. <laughs> Wow, so so Pentridge like closed down, like just was it just like you know too many scandals or was uh, it yeah, like just, it seemed it was like, like that. It seemed like a lot of people like went up against it, and then I think there was overcrowding issues as well, and just like uh, quite a few deaths inside. So they were like, yeah, we got to shut down. It's a public, it's pro- but it's public also probably public relations nightmare. Yeah, but this is a well. It's an expensive part of land in that part of yeah, yeah. Like in terms of oh, gentr- yeah. you want to gentrify somewhere, the prison's probably the easiest one to, you know, uplift the 
you know, and sell it to some developers and stuff. So what's there now? There's townhouses and just like cafes. Townhouses in there. There's a there's a Richie's where the community benefits. Um, <laughs> there's a big cinema in there. Yeah, it's it's a cool hip happening place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. sounds great. You yeah. can do that a gig there. Like a nice comedy gig there. Ooh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> Open air comedy. Very. Soon. Talk about a captive audience. <laughs> <laughs> Is this on? <laughs> <laughs> They're like the amount of suicides inside the prison has drastically gone up since the day it was open. <laughs> Oh, fuck uh, using a big spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm getting the light. Oh, fuck me. All right, yeah. let's design a day in Pascaval. Yeah, yeah, let's design a day. Tim, if someone says to you, I need something to do in Pascaval and come and visit, I need something to do morning, afternoon, and night, what do you tell them? All right, so there's some cafes at the moment now. You can go to Bagel Bros, which is a oh, lovely bagel shop, yeah, which is open up uh, on Cumberland Road. You can also go to St. Derby on Derby Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, great little cafe. Have a nice brunch. Have a little walk down Merry Creek nearby. It's a great It's a great uh, hiking spot. For lunch, check out Derby Rooster, one of the best charcoal <laughs> chicken places around. I spotted I Derby, Derby Rooster. On Derby there, Rooster, okay. yeah. They've yeah. got a big uh, hot air balloon on top of their roof now just to attract customers. That's oh, cool. Yeah. You know what? Thing. You don't want to... Customer that's going to attract this guy here, Andrew Bensley. Next walk, if I see a hot air balloon, I'm walking. Are you a guy driving down like the highway and you see a big prawn on top of a thing? You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to the big prawn. You can hear the tires screech. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time you're in an Airbnb in Coburg North before your three hour walk into the CBD, <laughs> check out um, Derby Rooster in the afternoon. Check out the Pascavale Pool. It's a great outdoor pool where the prices of pies and chocolate milks has not risen for several years. You can get like a two dollar oh, yeah. fifty yeah, pie for everyone. Something for Drew, something for me. A two dollar. Uh, uh, Nippy's chocolate milk. It's a great time. Stay there until the yeah. evening. Wander down to the Pascaval RSL. Have a little flutter on the pokies. Yeah. Have, a, have a fish and chips. And then in the evening, the Coburg Drive In. One of the last yeah. uh, big drive ins of the country. Oh, yeah. okay. One awesome. of the only times you could go to the movies during lockdown, one of our famous lockdowns yeah. <laughs> in 2020, 2021. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's I a like great it. drive in. Yeah, That's I like awesome. a drive in. I've, I've never I've been. I've never been. Yeah. How oh. many cars do you reckon you can fit in this? Tri- like, Oh, I've been there when it's pretty. I've been there when it was like packed, packed, packed. Like during lockdowns, it was selling out a lot because yeah. you know, it's the only time you could go see, you know, a new movie. Because I would have thought like it's not, you know, it's still within Melbourne CBD, not CBD, but like Melbourne City, right? Yeah, yeah. And I would have thought like the only place a drive-in would work is in like some rural town where you have enough like a big fucking paddock to do it in, but. No, no. Right there is, in Pascaville. Yeah, right there in Pascaville. It's kind of near Pentridge. It's in Coburg, probably in Coburg North. Okay. Um, probably where you stayed. <laughs> <laughs> Very roomy, but yeah. the roof is <laughs> none to be seen. Uh, yeah, it's great. So check out okay, that's Bir- the Birds of Prey movie there, like I did well, two I years ago. Like, yeah, maybe before COVID, their profits were going down. And then as soon as COVID mm-hmm. happened, they're like, oh boy, we're yeah, the only place you can it. fucking lab, go. Lab leak from yeah. Coburg yeah. I mean, it was great. They started playing like the original Halloween and the old Scream movies. Yeah, Ooh. they had the fucking run of the place. That sounds yeah. good. Play yeah. Chopper again. You Play know Chopper I mean? again. Yeah. Yeah. Play it again. Bring it back. <laughs> just like, wait a minute, that prison looks familiar. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I could go see another movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is real 3D. <laughs> Prison's jumping out at me. Oh, and wow. What a day. What a that day. was such yeah. a fucking great answer. And then the final question, Tim. 
Comedy has gone stratospherically well. Chimp Cop 4000 has sold out its entire <laughs> Melbourne run. That's the robot version of Chimp Cop. <laughs> They've replaced all four of you with robots. But you're still, you're still making the sweet royalties. When all is said and done with everything... Would you settle down in Pasco Vale? Absolutely. Pasco Vale is a great place. Um, yes, a nice positive answer. Nice positive answer. It's it's so close to – it's like right in between two tram lines, in between two train lines. It's short walk to the city. Short walk to the city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the city is the name of the cafe around the corner. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, it's a lovely place. It's getting a little bit more pricey at the moment just because people are – moving out from the city and, and yep. trying to buy up a couple of other places. But yeah, it's great. There's some good schools there. It's a go, it's very close to the Merry Creek, as I mentioned, which is a lovely walking track. Um, great parks. Yeah. There Look at go. that. Well, I, I love, love that. to hear that. I love ending. 3844 Pride, baby. Yeah. Ride or die. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Get that Perfect. Uh, lovely end to the episode. And Tim, do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah. When's this coming out? Uh, oh, a couple of weeks. Like a few couple weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah, fuck all to plug, really. <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, as Jamie so mentioned, cool. I'm part of a sketch group back in Melbourne called Chimp Cop. Still my favourite show of every Melbourne comedy festival. Go see oh, the Chimp Cop. I can't remember which one I so saw, funny. but it was so fun. Thank you very much, boys. Really, uh, much really appreciated. Good. It's, it's good definitely, it's, and it's also, when you go down to the comedy festival and you see so much stand-up, yeah. mm. it's good to see something that's like just funny. If you funny, love shit like The Naked Gun and all, you know, flying high and stuff. That's what we're trying to go for. so good. Don't like um, at Chimcop on social media because we let it lapse and they are trying to sell some crypto. <laughs> <laughs> at Chimcop comedy. Typical Chimcop. Yeah. You know, and buy Chimpcoin. <laughs> it's on the rise. <laughs> oh, thanks so much, Tim. What do we got to plug, James? Well, as always, you could go to Apple Podcasts and Spotify and give us a nice five-star Please review. Do. That would be perfect. You could subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd like that even more. You could probably buy one of our T-shirts that we're pr- thinking of selling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Depends when this comes out. Yeah, Actually, yeah. No, we'll have a The, the response swing. was staggering. <laughs> Thank you to the people I could name now. Within 30 seconds, <laughs> said they would buy a T-shirt. But um, also, just keep listening to the pod. You can hit us up with town information, requests, anything on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We Let us know. Should we bring back the rope? Yes or yeah. no? We're doing a poll. <laughs> we love hearing from our fans, and we love doing the pod. Tim, thank you thanks, again. Thanks, thanks so much. It's it was been a pleasure. A pleasure. We're going to go hang out. Thanks, everybody. See, See you. Bye.